Welcome back, Clone Dance Partiers. This is Season 5, The Final Trip, Episode 3, Beneath Her Heart. In this episode, Sarah tried to lay low. Rachel found out what happened to the old head of the Neos. Kira knows how to evade questions. Helena is back to an old habit. And Allison took us on a trip into her story. I'm Liz. I'm Janice. I'm Lynette. I'm Matt. And I'm Will. Well, welcome, Will. Welcome, Will. Hi, <laughs> Will. Yes, thanks for having me back. So, um, two, just over two years ago is when I got to see Lynette and Will in person. I know. I saw it on Facebook like just right? two years ago. <laughs> it, was like, no, it. it was wonderful. It was. Yeah. Um, right. When I was going to come down uh, to NorCal. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah. Not that far. <laughs> One of these days. One of these days. Yeah, we're well, fairly close together. Sure that I'll have a reason to be down there soon enough. So. Okay. Last time I was on this show, I got some bad news while we were recording, so I have my phone over on the other side of the room so I can't see it. <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> just, just to be safe. <laughs> Uh, my phone is with my husband and my daughter on a Pokemon walk. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. He wants to go battle some gyms. So here, take my phone too. My phone, uh, my phone can't handle Pokemon and everything else. So I don't play it. Uh, I finally caught a ditto and I was so excited. Because I caught it in my living room. Oh. <laughs> I know, I was so excited. I was like, I never have to catch a Pidgey or Rattata again. Um, all right, so the episode name, Beneath Her Heart, what's the name of the poem, Lynette? Uh, da, da. Hold on, I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> I already went off the page. Hold on. Because Lynette is amazing and she's the one who finds this stuff for us. Uh, it is we're taking this part out. So I'm scrolling down. Are you saying your other co-hosts are not amazing because we don't do anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that this is what makes Lynette amazing. I'm still looking for it. I had it a minute ago. I went too far, I think. As always, I went too far. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at it. I don't know why I can't remember the name of it. All right, go on to something else. I'll say it in a minute. All right. Um, so what were what was everyone's overall thoughts? Good. <laughs> um, I liked it more than last week and I guess the week before. But it was fun having a... Um, a Hendrix-centric episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, Better also, than the previous two weeks. Yes. I love Allison. She's my favorite clone. However, I didn't think it was as funny as previous Allison episodes. It felt I lacking agree. in humor. Yeah. And, I, and I think part of it is because Previously, like like the house episode or uh, birthday party or whatever it was, housewarming, uh, and then like the election one, like the school board one, 
the other clones were in the mix, and there's a lot of shenanigans to be had of her trying to hide her clones or, you know, her, her backstory from from the nosy neighbors. And we didn't have that, so it felt like it like the comedy wasn't there. Not that we had to have the exact same plot as before, but I don't know. It's right. quite as funny. I liked it less than the, the prior two episodes. I, I felt like um, they wasted much too much to they wasted far too much time on like the backstory which i didn't think really added that much i mean going back in time to um you know the really the the friendship with uh ainsley and chad i guess i can't remember his name you know and and getting high i just i just like what did that add it didn't really add anything and i didn't think it was that funny um you know, we've seen Allison before lose control when she's been taking pills or something. So it's not like that was new. Um, point was like you. to like you'll be able to select one of our Allison, exclusive you know, offers somewhere, and maybe she's going to come in at the end and save the day because she's been off somewhere. But I think we could have done that with like half the episode instead of like most of the episode. And the other thing was, I was like, okay, like why the writers? would write something where Allison's high and she sees Cosima. I mean, wouldn't she think that that was less real if she, she knew she was high when she saw Cosima? I have never been that kind of high, so I don't I know. Was, I was going to ask, has anyone done mushrooms before? I have no, but I'm planning on it really soon, <laughs> so I'll be able to report back. Wait. Thank you. <laughs> I look forward to your reporting. Yeah. Do it in the I'll call well, you while yeah, I'll call you yeah. in the middle of it. Oh honey, I would totally be down with that. I like I cannot express to you enough. Um uh, I love a good drunk or a good high call. Um that's one of the sad things about being thirty two is my friends don't get out and get shit faced anymore, so I don't get the fun <laughs> absolutely blotto calls anymore. Um and they're always entertaining because I have really entertaining friends. <laughs> um, so this season's, oh, shoot, titles come from a poem. It's called number 1695. It's from an author, Ella Willer Wilcox from 1850. She was alive from 1850 to 1919. There's no, I guess there's no real name for it. It's like a quotation from her. And then, yeah, and it's from her book called, or it's from a book called Protests, Poems of Problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this episode's title, Beneath Her Heart, the portion that has that is, are loose to toss in childish sport and glee until the mother bears no burden, save the precious one beneath her heart, until God's soil is rescued from the clutch of greed. Um, and so I wanted to see where the reference to beneath her heart came from because we really see how much Allison loves her sisters in this. And I wanted to see the, if the title represents that, um, and the fact that she really did end up saving Helena in this episode. Um, and so... Um, and she's, you know, I'm part of a sisterhood, um, and that she stood up for her sisters 
was, I think, really awesome. And so I just wanted to include that portion of the quotation for this season. Awesome, awesome. So what about this poem? Did the creators go, oh, we have to derive our titles from that? Like, I... Previously, they were like scientific works and things. I don't see the connection. Well, I think I think this season, um, the the creators have said that this season is more about the protesting of the patriarchy, and so coming from protesting poems, uh, from a feminist poem, I think um, encapsulates more of what this show is about than just the science, because this show isn't just science. It's all the relation. It's also the relationship between all the characters. I and guess so that I, makes sense. And so I think having a poem like that uh, really drives that home. That makes me think that P.T. Westmoreland is going to become more of a antagonist than he seemed when he was introduced. If if he's the patriarchy and revival is going to be like maybe like a new faction to fight against. Yeah, I really feel like yeah. he's going to be a antagonist. Um, so, Janice, I totally get some of your points that you were saying about maybe not being as funny of an Allison episode, which um, I actually kind of found refreshing to give Allison some time to not be to be not funny, but also not in a sad way. Because previously her dramatic moments have been heart-wrenching in a horrible way. And this, having her stand up the way she did to Rachel this time, it was heart-wrenching in a different way. Um, And so I liked the fact that it wasn't quite as humorous as normal Hendrix episodes. Um, I'm really glad that we didn't see what was up. Donnie's kilt, although I want to know <laughs> what Felix was talking about. I don't understand what he said. He said the weirdest people get one. I was wondering about that too. Like, does Donnie have a piercing right? down there? Oh, you. maybe. Oh, I was assuming it was an erection. I don't yeah. know. That's what, you, that's what Jake said. And I said, but every mammal, almost every mammal with a penis gets erections. Like, that's not weird people get erections. Like, no, I thought it like weird that he would get one in this moment or something, like while dancing. I don't know. I guess piercing makes more sense. I think it actually was... or a tattoo. Yeah, oh, or a tattoo. Or I was thinking like a weird like waxing situation. Oh, yeah. In the most recent season of Orange is the New Black, one of the guards, they make a point of this, gets, like, erections at inopportune times, like, when he's embarrassed or, or when, like, a, not aroused, but, like, um, scared, maybe. And uh-huh. so that's where my mind went when he said, oh, the weirdest people get one. I was like, oh, that's, like, what they did on that other show. But oh, no, got it. piercing makes more sense. Um, yeah, so now I really did not want to be that curious about... <laughs> Donnie's junk, but now I am. <laughs> I'm a lot comfortable with being that curious about Johnny Donnie's junk. Um, Bumps it down a full point. <laughs> all right. Um, and I, I really liked. Oh no! What if it was a bifurcated penis? Oh my god! Here we go with the bifurcation. Yes. Why? No, I'm going with the piercings. Yeah, <laughs> that's my head cannon. Thank you all. It's just 
that's easier to deal with. Um, and yeah, I do think that season five was maybe the wrong time to do this long of a character centric episode when we have so many other characters we need to see and so much more plot we need to get moved through since yes, we only have I, 10 episodes. Yeah, that's my that's my my point that it, it was it it was too much, Allison, for this you know the last season. I have I feel. Like- I feel like they could have combined it more with other things. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like this is that we're not going to see Allison for the rest of the season because that's what it sounded like. She was going to go off into the sunset somewhere, which upsets me because, you know, we won't see Allison. So I think that's why they did it. I think they're going to concentrate on Helena and Sarah. And that's my fear. Like, it felt like a send off kind of. Yeah. It really did. Now we, don't have to, now we don't have to have her in anything for the next three episodes. It really upset no. me. Somebody posted a theory, and I don't remember if it was in a comment or if it was a post on the face space, how the last season was going to go. Like each char- each episode is a character. Uh, and I don't... Remember, it feels like it would have been Victor. Hmm. Um, but I thought somebody did it. It's very leftovers of them. Uh, Will, what were your thoughts? On this episode? Yes. Um, um, yeah, like I liked it. Um, I didn't have a problem with it being Allison Donnie-centric. I thought there there were some scenes that were really funny. I didn't think yeah, the flashbacks did use up a lot of time, but I thought they—I thought some of those things were hilarious. The ones where she's talking to um, Kasima, and I like how Donnie was the uh, buddy, the sober buddy, because I've been there before. Other <laughs> uh, <laughs> people are just getting high around me, so I enjoyed the episode. But I can understand why you know, a lot of people think that it was you know, used up too much time. They need to be moving the story along. It's like TV shorthand to uh, have sitar music mean that character is high right now. Right? <laughs> TV shorthand. I like that. Uh, I love when the um, Kasim is speaking like really calmly to her, but Allison sees it as she's like super excited. <laughs> yeah, and like the fisheye lens. and Because yeah. that's the only way people see things when they're high or drunk. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it goes with the sitar music. Yeah, um, I, I had just watched the Angel episode "Spin the Bottle" to to be on Redemption Cast, and uh-huh. it's the same kind oh, of yeah. thing same, of yeah. uh, sitar music. And it's like, okay, we get it. This is what when people are high, they hear <laughs> sitar <laughs> music and see everything in a fisheye lens. In a fisheye lens, and there's a little bit of slow motion and blur. I'm like, okay, <laughs> and occasionally a trail somewhere. The other thing that I noticed in this episode um, is the Helena music has started becoming comforting because it means Helena. Yeah. <laughs> and the um, the Allison music has started becoming slightly ominous because it tends to come around more when shit's about to get fucked up as opposed to... Um, other stuff like it, the Allison music started when Donnie started getting 
really, really high or when Allison was getting high and relapsing and stuff like that. So like I noticed that the Allison music no longer feels as fun and bubbly and circusy. It sounds almost like Dolores Umbridge music. And that felt really weird that Allison's happy music is starting to become uh, more ominous than the metal screeching of Helena. <laughs> okay, was anybody else really disappointed when um, she called, uh, I, what's her name, Inger? Inger? I told her to yeah. step down and Art was just about to shoot her. Just about to. <laughs> yeah. The only I'm glad that Art didn't shoot her is because they have control of Art's daughter. And so I was glad that Art didn't have to do something that would put him or his daughter's life in danger. Um, but yeah, it would have been nice if she, I don't know, fell in that. I, I wasn't really happy about pit. that. That uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Art made some comment about putting the seat down or putting the seat up or whatever to her. I thought that was kind of, that was a he. But that's okay. Uh, I can't understand. You were breaking up there. What are you saying? Oh, Art, when she was said she had to go to the bathroom, he said he had to go to the bathroom. He said, did you leave the seat up for me? To her. Huh, I, I didn't get it. that part. Yeah. <laughs> she, I, I, she acts like a man. Well, but that's like, she states that. Because she finds women to be weak. Oh, okay. Like, that's, why she, that's why she didn't partner uh, well with her last partner. Okay, so she's the one that's full of misogyny. I get Now I get why they said that she has problems with misogyny. Okay. So okay. They said she's a misogynist. Yeah. Got a chip on her shoulder. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I felt like that line was, was really well matched and a little bit of a fuck you from art to her. Um, yeah, no, in the first episode with her, they were like, yeah, she's an old school misogynist. And she said something about her partner was too involved with, you know, PC and touchy feely shit. And she's got the trope of female cop who can't be feminine kind of thing. And that's part of why I hate her so much. How long before she dies or is yeah, going? Do we have bets on that? I she's tedious. <laughs> yeah, she's tedious. She's too angry. Like, ain't not angry and and quippy and cavalier about things. And, yeah, but not quippy. She is she's a worse little, than she's, D'Angelus. She yeah. is, dude. <laughs> she is D'Angelus. Okay, I don't miss DeAngelis, but she's worse than DeAngelis. <laughs> if I had to have one, I would I think I'd rather have her back. Yeah. Um, I'd rather have neither, so there. Well, I think she's yeah, on drugs. In a perfect world. I think she's on drugs. Well, she's a Neo, so she's... She's taking something. Okay, yeah, so she's maybe something. she has the bifurcated penis. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody on the show has a bifurcated I didn't know if you... Guys, I didn't know if you knew this, but every character has a bifurcated penis. <laughs> You know, I'm going to be so glad <laughs> that I'm never going to have to talk about bifurcated penises again. <laughs> uh, also, all that's going through my head right now is my mom is going to start watching the show and listening to my podcast. <laughs> Hi, Liz's mom. Hi, Liz's mom. This is Matt. Uh, <laughs> blame Matt. Um, so much Allison. And... 
while I like the fact that when she saw Ramon, she spanked him, um, I feel like Allison relapsing has become too much of a crutch for Allison's character. Um, I understand that with addiction, relapse happens and it can happen frequently or it can never happen. And it's part of the journey of uh, recovery and becoming sober. But I feel like every time they need Allison to do anything, she relapses. I got and it. I feel like it's it's become t- a little bit too much of a crutch. Yeah, it's kind of tiring. Tired. Um, well, I thought the bouncing in the bouncy thing was just a little too far fetched. I don't. I would. I don't see Allison going that far the first time she relapses. Yeah, not just not just from smoking she pot. Had, yeah, smoking a joint, and I mean, she took three One, downers. Two, she took, oh, yeah, three? She took, okay. yeah, she took a lorazepam, which is a downer. It's a tranquilizer. She smoked pot, which is a downer. And then she had alcohol, which is a downer. That does not equal jumping in a bounce house. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would see her crying somewhere in a, in a beer more than I would see her bouncing in a bouncy house. Yeah, or laying, just laying chill in the bouncy house, like, letting the kids bounce around her mm-hmm. and, like, enjoying that motion, but not being the one who's like, Daddy, I'm so high! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have to be high to jump in a bouncy house as long as, <laughs> as, long as there's no children around. Right? <laughs> um, although, apparently, out here in my neck of the woods, there's been a series of kids getting staph infection from bouncy houses because they're not being cleaned out. I so was going to say, I, I felt, feel like it would smell like urine. So now I'm kind of terrified of them, which makes me sad because I really like bounce houses. I'll just get a trampoline instead. There you go. Urine and vomit. I don't want to go anywhere where there are kids. <laughs> you're just kind of dark. You're just kind of dark today, Matt. Scrub all traces of children. <laughs> hey, you hung out with my kid and it was fine. Your kid is fine. <laughs> um, my kid has figured out how to screech. Yay! Oh, that's fun. Yeah, keep your kid away from me. <laughs> <laughs> she does look oddly adorable when she does it. It's like she's trying to vanquish her tiny little foes. Um, which is hilarious because she's tiny. She's like two feet tall. Anyway. Um, Babies will like that. Yeah. She won't walk yet, but she'll stand there and scream. It's hilarious. Um, but yeah, so um, Allison, that, so the Hendrixes and the Ainsleys, because I don't remember their last name, um, getting stoned together. Like, seriously, Suburbia, come on now. Um if suburbia is that boring, maybe don't live there. <laughs> Seems like there's a lot to do. Right? But I also... Th- and musicals and... But I also think that uh, one of the things that Allison's storyline has always shown is the problem I have with suburbia and church groups like that, which is just the judgment. Um... In any sort of really tight community like that, you get that type of of judgment. And anytime, you know, Jake and I are driving somewhere and he points to like 
a very suburban area and is like, I want to buy a house in there someday. I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) All the houses look the same and I don't want to have to dye my hair blonde and get highlights and wear yoga pants all the time. Little (laughs) houses. I was just going to (laughs) say. Made of ticky tackies. Yeah. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to become a Stepford or whatever (gasps) the modern iteration of a Stepford is. Doctors and lawyers and business executives. Well, I mean, my husband. I mean, my husband is a doctor, but um, I don't mind dressing up for you know special occasions. But I do have short hair and tattoos and piercings, and um, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed of any of that. And um, yeah, but her that whole group is just so judgy, and Allison was very much a part of that judgy portion of the group until shit started hitting the fan and she started finding more clones and and everything um and so um i'm really glad that that she didn't go follow through and uh drug that woman yes although then it gave it i don't want to see that (laughs) oh you want you want to see that (laughs) um i mean actually i kind of would have preferred seeing that lady high versus donnie well, I, you know, I think I, I understand that, that it, it was funny, but I was saying is I'm glad she came to a moral decision not to do that. I'm yeah. happy for her. For That's very true. Um, being a grown up. <laughs> yeah, that whole, that whole group was just so judgy. Um, and so um, Allison's speech at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a pill popper. But half y'all bought pills for me, you hypocrites. <laughs> okay. um, I really liked her calling that out and her finally seeing that there is more to life than being the head of Bailey Downs. Um, or that there can be more to life than the head of Bailey Downs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, super tight-knit groups, church groups and... and and suburbia groups like that always freak me out because everybody just kind of becomes the same person. Well, and if just, you, yeah, if you like all that, it becomes so backstabby and catty and just, bleh. and you, any group can do that though. You know, you see it at your school, your school, when you go through school, you have the groups like that. You know, even at college, you, you go hang out with your kind of people, your political people, and they can all get kind of, yeah, in everybody's business because they think they're they, you know, with a big happy family or something. I don't know. But yeah, um, but I like that Allison finally saw that there's there's something more than Bailey Downs, and that made me that made me happy. I felt like that was a huge moment of growth for our Allison, who um, just wanted to be a PTA mom, which is which is fine. I don't want to say just a PTA mom. Um, but with everything else happening in Allison's life, to see that life is bigger, I think was a real big growing moment for Allison. Yeah, I wish she cared about her kids the way that she cares about yeah. Bailey Town. Yeah, I was I just thinking, when was the last kids? time we saw our children? children. <laughs> I want to go see my kids when they've been, she hasn't seen them for what, like a month now? It's been a long yeah. time. Well, and she did say immediately when um, Rachel's new right-hand guy said, 
you know, essentially told um, Allison that she's worthless. Like, she doesn't matter. She was like, I am a mother. Like, I do matter. Even though I am not fertile, I have children. Um, And I liked that she immediately did that. Yeah, I did too. And I have to say, I was surprised at Frontenac's attack on her. It just seemed... um, I mean, it's not that. It just, I just thought he could be a little smoother and maybe get her cooperation a little better if he hadn't gone the route of saying, you're nothing, you're worthless. Well, I think we don't, we don't need you. You're not fertile. You know, you're not smart. Um, I just thought that was, well, it, it was, I, I just thought he, you know, with all all the experience he seems he would seem to have had, you would not take that tack, not take the tack of belittling someone. You would like be a more positive. Well, I think his goal was to be like, yeah, there's no reason to keep you around. You're not important for her to go. Oh yeah, I am important. I know where Helena is. You want to know where she is? Ah, okay. That's what you think he was. That's what I think he was going after. Um, mm. But. Oh, I had another point about Allison, and I forgot it. We got some Fee butt. Because Fee apparently only paints naked. Yay. Yay. <laughs> fee butt. <laughs> I think I'm going to start painting naked just to see what happens. Do you paint fully clothed at all? Yeah, um, it's been a while, but I was doing the painting thing for a while. Um, yeah, maybe that. I'll be better at painting if I do it naked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a beginning painter, so. Me too. Um, but I, and I like the fact I loved seeing Fee and Sarah be siblings again. Um, and I liked Mrs. S. You take care of your sister today. And Fee immediately went into brother mode. And I'm going to paint you. And uh, Rachel essentially, or not Rachel, Sarah essentially did the um, equivalent of flipping off. Um, except she did it in Britishy. Um, but I just, I loved that whole bit of those two being siblings again, because we haven't seen that. And it feels like a couple of seasons. Um, yeah, they're so angry last season at each other, it seemed like. Yeah, so to have siblings again. Um, this whole episode gave me like season one vibes, so that's good. Yeah. It was a little it was a little bit back to the original, but being into season being in the last season, it was kind of like, okay, it's nice to have the throwback, but let's push the plot along. Um and I do like that they had a little service for MK. Yeah, I like that, too. Little service. um, I liked... And I liked that Allison cried for her. I liked that. I wish Cosima could have been part of it, but... It felt too brief. It felt so perfunctory to me. Like At first I was like, oh, nice, we're going to see them more in MK. And it's like, well, that's done. Um, Yeah, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, but I, I liked that it happened at all. Mm-hmm. 
that it wasn't just, oh yeah, MK died and we're never going to talk about it again. I like that MK's death was a loss and they're treating it as such. Um, Kira and Rachel were interesting. Yes. Um, so I'm going to repeat something I said before we started taping. Uh, Rachel seems to have lost her feeling of transcendence. I don't know what it was. Her, her goodwill, her peace. Um, she seems to be back to the old Rachel a bit. And, her, and, I, and I thought it was reflected in her clothing. She was wearing black with white over it. And last week she had been wearing all white. Right. And very feminine looking. And it's, that seems kind of weird that she changed like that in just a week. Um, is it something that happened last week? I mean, was she really, did when um, she was fooled at the school, do you think that? had an effect on her. She was angry that she had been um, deceived like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, and then Ferdinand and um, I think it was a little bit of everything mm. from that episode may have brought her back to, she's not in revival right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to be transcendent when you're in the middle of the cult, but when you're out, right. And you're out of it. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little harder to be as, um, as peaceful. Yeah. They still haven't found Helena. Yeah. So it just makes me think of that Homer Simpson quote. And I can't remember who he's saying this about, but possibly Mr. Burns when he goes, I guess some people never change or they quickly change and then quickly change back. (laughs) Yeah. she She reminds me of that. Yeah, that's sure. that's perfect. But I, I do think that Rachel wants to be the transcendent, peaceful, floating, angelic person. But because of the trauma of her past, um, that's just not who she. Well, and none of none of our clones are transcendent and floaty. I mean, even Kasima isn't as floaty as she used to be. Um, so I think that that's just a hard position for, for our girls to be in. Um, it didn't take her long to get all floaty cause she was trying to kill Sarah in the finale. Like, but then... like half an hour later, she's like, I've seen the light. <laughs> so, I hear the Kool-Aid works fast when you drink it. Okay. Um, but she also, I mean, she seems beyond having lost her transcendence. She, I, and I guess it depends on what you think of what Kira is about to do. Is Rachel um, kind of acting with malevolence in introducing Kira to this mouse? No. You don't think so? No, because um, Rachel has always wanted Kira and I don't think she would do anything to lose it now that she has her. Um, I and I know because She's... Rachel hasn't just wanted Kira 
because she wants to study her. Rachel has always wanted to be a mother. And right now, Kira is the closest thing she has to that. Um, And I, even though she's cold, I don't think she would act malevolently towards Kira at all. If it was Helena's babies, maybe. Hmm. Because I feel like she just hates Helena. But her hatred of Sarah, I believe, has always been jealousy. Um, So I really feel like when it comes to Kira, she wouldn't purposefully do anything to harm her or cause her to harm herself. So this is Kira on her own, who looks like she's about to do something to really harm Hello? herself. Yes. Rachel is, you think Rachel is completely innocent of, has no idea that this is, this might happen. I don't think Rachel's goal was for Kira to go cut off a finger to see if it'll grow back. But to maybe try and not understanding how smart Kira is try and explain to her maybe something like like this this rat can do something that this mouse whatever can do something amazing that is evolutionarily evolutionarily possible but we're not sure how it's possible what sets what sets it off um but it's an amazing feat that other mice don't have so trying to explain to Kira that you healed really fast, which is not something humans do. So we want to see what makes you different in the same way we want to see what makes this mouse different. But not, I think if you cut off a body part, it'll grow back just like this mouse. Mm. Uh, because I still, I think that everyone is underestimating how smart Kira is. Like when Rachel said, well, do you trust me? And Kira's like, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, look over here. <laughs> like, that is that is amazing question evading. Like, mm-hmm. um, she's not sharing with anybody. And, and, and she's just, she's not sharing with Rachel. She's just getting info off of her. So. Yeah. She didn't share with Mrs. S. No. And I liked that Mrs. S didn't pry. Yeah. All right. So do we think Kara's really going to cut her finger off? No. I didn't think she was going to cut her off. She was just going to cut herself. Yeah. That's what I thought. She'd just try to cut herself to see how how quickly it healed. Yeah. Was there another show where someone cut their finger off to see if it would grow back? I don't know. Was there? <laughs> but I'm thinking maybe it was Heroes or something. Oh, it could have been that. Yeah. It sounds familiar. Oh, she cut her toe. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, it was. She... Well, the toe fell off. Oh. And that was, what was that in? Um... Oh, um, uh, Santa Clara Diet. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Maybe Will's talking about oh, something different. That, yeah. <laughs> I think he's talking about something different, but yeah, Santa Clarita died her. Clarita died, whatever, yeah. Yeah, her toe fell off. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. That's a good show. Okay. You guys should watch that. I will add it to my list. One of these days. Mm-hmm. It has re- the great Timothy Oliphant in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was invited to talk about it on the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. <laughs> They were going to do a little comparison 
uh, installment, like comparing that to a zombie. Oh, cute. Oh, Matt on, because Matt talks about Timothy Oliphant on his Deadwood podcast. <laughs> awesome. So what do we think about Donnie's dances, his dance moves? <laughs> I loved it. I loved it was it. so perfectly Donnie. <laughs> He's got nice legs. He does. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed pretty lame to me. Like, that was the dance. That It seemed like jumping in a circle. Well, that's, it, didn't look like, but, it didn't look like a dance. That's what that kind of dancing is. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, oh, and he was maybe, he was, but it did not impress me. He was on drugs. He probably wasn't. Oh, that's performing right. Performing to his his know. usual standard. Yeah. Um, but I also think it was a little bit tongue in cheek. Like they were like, "Oh, the only thing this white guy can do is bend his knees." <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was. I really liked it because it was pure. It was just pure and sweet and fun and Donnie up until, you know, the Pam kicked in and he showed everybody whatever the hell is on his junk. <laughs> God, that's going to bother. I know. What is on Donnie's junk? Mystery for the ages. Junks. <laughs> plural. I'm watching some <laughs> Scottish Highland dancing on YouTube right now and <laughs> Their legs are going really high. They're, they're really kicking. They're energetic. Like It looked kind of like Irish jigging to me. Well, no, because jigging, you don't use your arms. That's true. So I was uh, like a mixture. Dancing, you actually use your arms. Yeah. And he had, you know, uh, later, later in the scene when he's dancing, he has his hands up and he's got his, I don't know which finger it is you, you um, connect to your thumb. But he, it looked very authentic, the way he had his his fingers, his hands held up. Yeah, I think Donnie was doing that. I, I got, yeah, I got the sound. I mean, my feeling was it started out, you know, he started out and it was kind of, he wasn't doing his best moves at the beginning. And by the time he got to the part where he should have been doing his best moves and his most, um, you know, he, he was, the drugs kicked in. Yeah. yeah, the lethargy took over. Yeah. But then he got back up after he fell, which I go on like, if I had gone down on stage, I would have stayed down. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> those people are also a little bit smaller than Donnie. Yeah, they're they're kids. They're, yeah. They have the energy. Uh, I like this one because Mickey and Minnie are in the background clapping. <laughs> Hooray! Um, but no, I thought it was—I thought it was precious and adorable, and just um, a nice bit of purity uh, for the Allison and Donnie uh, episode, especially because so many bad things have happened, and they've made so many bad decisions that to have just a lovely little moment. Of purity was awesome. And I really liked that Allison forgave herself for all the shit that happened with Ainsley. Even though I don't know that she necessarily should have forgiven herself for just murdering someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you took but, a mother away from her children. Just because you don't like your children, Allison, doesn't mean that they don't miss their mom. <laughs> uh, 
But she was able to finally let go of the fact that Ainsley wasn't actually her monitor, wasn't doing anything, and has fonder memories of her best friend again. And I feel like that went a long way towards healing some of the stuff that's been broken in Allison. She tried to confess. So. <laughs> uh, well, she did confess. She said, it's my fault. But he didn't realize what she was talking about. <laughs> but yeah, but well, she did confess. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I, I actually liked that. It made me, it made me as a viewer hate Ainsley less. Yeah, I like this Ainsley. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It is almost like um, a, her own sisterhood from before. She had her clone sisters. Yeah. That like a confidant. Like we can, these people are a little cooler than the other people in Bailey Downs. Like, you know, if if, if Ainsley's my neighbor, like I can make it here. Yeah. All right then. So let's do scenes first. Who wants to go first? Make the guest do it. Make the guest do it. <laughs> hey, guest. Make me do it. Hello. Uh, Will, what's your favorite? Uh, my favorite scene uh, is when Allison confronts Rachel. Yeah, it just is nice to see Allison. It was the first time they've met, apparently, and it was nice to see her stand, be aggressive and stand up for herself and save the day. Instead of Sarah or Cosima or he- Helen, Helena, Helena, <laughs> Helena. <laughs> I know he's... Um, yeah, that was a really good scene, uh, Lynette. Um, I think I'm going to go with. I really enjoyed Donnie's dance and him passing out <laughs> and all that ensued after. And now all I can think about is Donnie's. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and his bifurcated penis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, Janice? Um, I'll, I'll go with the beginning scenes where Donnie decides not to um, have any magic mushrooms. And he's like bringing them water and he's saying, I've got poison control on speed dial. And he's just so funny in his like um, designated driver role. Yeah. Yes. That was good. Um, all right. Matt. I enjoyed um Allison getting high on shrooms and meeting her her sister for the first time. Um and, and Kasima's sort of exaggerated appearance from, from Allison's perspective. That was I, so I thought that was fun. That was that was fun. really fun. Yeah. Um, and Matt, I knew you were going to pick that one, so I didn't pick it so that I wouldn't get mad this time. Uh, my favorite was the interaction between Fee and Sarah. And then, <sighs> no, sit, I'm going to paint you. Why do you have to paint me naked? Um, I really liked the whole scene and I liked seeing them as siblings again. Um, Will, what's your quote? Uh, let's see. See, Allison says, why do I love my sister so much when they've ruined my life? Oh, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> just stuck with me. Ah, oh, family. Um, 
All right. Lynette. My hand is purple in the air, and it makes the air all fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Janice? Um, this is Allison to, when she's high to Donnie. You are so normal. You golf, and you watch TV, <laughs> and you commute. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, and the squeezing his cheeks. Yeah. Uh, Matt we've been thinking that it's time to shake things up a bit oh I uh oh no oh no no oh my god oh oh no 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 oh. <laughs> um, and that was good too <laughs> yeah but uh dollars to donuts if they had at all seemed interested in the swapping there that they would have gone for it um <laughs> All right, my favorite quote was, I'm loving my neighbor, Zeline, and trying not to judge. That was my backup quote. Because <laughs> that was the beginning of the, of the you're all hypocrites. Right. And I just, I loved it. Um, all right. Hey, did anybody notice how... that scene as well? I've got a quote, just a, a yeah. quote here. I'm not just a boozer. I'm a pill popper too. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> Anybody else notice how Al, uh, Ainsley's husband was like kind of coming on to Donnie? Did you see that? No. He yeah. Like, take your shirt when off. When they were high. Yeah. Take your shirt off, and he was like, Yeah. No, he's kind of handsy with him. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's that's what made me go, Oh my god! If they were <laughs> suggesting a foursome, and Allison and Donnie were like, Yeah, okay, they would have been like, Oh fuck the mushrooms. Um. <laughs> all right, uh, Will. Who are your favorite clone and non-clone? Uh, I think it's the same as the last time I was on here because I just took the same document and <laughs> changed. It. But favorite clone is Allison. And, Gee, I uh, <laughs> yeah, who non-clone is going to be? It's non-clone is Donnie. I kind of <laughs> loved having a um, Hendrix-centric episode. I thought they were great and fun. Alrighty, um, Lynette. Can't mess with perfection. My favorite clone was Allison, and my favorite non-clone was Donnie, but Felix ran a good second. Because we did get Felix, but, I mean, that was good. Can't go wrong with a little bit of Felix, but. No, cannot. Um, Janice? Uh, yeah, I have to go with Allison and Donnie. Matt? Well, Allison, of course... She's pretty much the only clone in this episode. Except Rachel had Rachel and Sarah had a few things. Uh, non-clone though, this is a little trickier. Uh, I'm gonna say Ramon. <laughs> Ramon. Ramon. Um, I still love the fact that Alice just walked up and spanks him. I know it. Um, that just cracked me up. Okay, uh, my favorite clone was Allison. Uh, but my favorite non-clone was Art for being willing to shoot um, is, is her what's her face? Inger? Inger? Maddie. Yeah, for being willing to shoot Inger uh, to save the clones, but then not doing it. Yeah. Um, so that was that was my favorite. So what's your overall rating, Will? I... Um... 
Oh, I didn't come up with a system, but I, yeah, I enjoyed the episode a lot and had a lot of fun watching it. It lifted my spirits because I was in a bad mood when I turned it on. Um, so I give it eight and a half out of ten. Um, uh, rapidly healing mice. Um, Lynette? Or was it a rat? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> I, I just want to say I want to thank them for not showing us the rat climbing out of its skin and its tail. Thank you very much. Uh, it's pretty gross. I give yes. it, yeah, I give it a nine out of ten. Nice legs, Donnie. Woohoo, Janice. Um, I like I said I didn't like this episode as much, um, very much. I mean, there were a lot. There were a lot of good things that fun things that happened, but I thought they wasted a lot of time. Um, and I don't think we really needed the flashbacks. So I'm going to give it five out of ten um, bombs dropped in the middle of Norman Rockwell paintings. Oh, nice. Very good, very good. Uh, Matt? Uh, w- would you guys say that Ramon sounds like a Latin name? I would say yes. so. He doesn't. Yes. Uh, the actor's Russian, actually, and immigrated oh. <laughs> to Toronto at the age of 13. Fancy. Wow. Uh, this, this episode was not as good as I wanted it to be. It felt a padded, like it, like we didn't need it. They could have done something a little bit more with it. I feel like. And that pains me because I'm such a fan of Allison and Donnie. Well, which is like a well that we've been to before. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lynette. Oh, I was just going to say, it's just that we're running out of time. I think we all are feeling like, get to the really important stuff. Don't waste our time, right? This is our last season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we could have had, like, more MK or Crystal or... Yeah, um, exactly. There's other other things that could have happened. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like that it felt a little season one. But overall, I would say I'm actually disappointed in this one. But it was was still more fun than the previous two. So I'll give it 7 out of 10... Missing Hendrix children. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, especially after how heavy last week's episode was. It was nice to have a little bit of fluff. Um, and so I gave it eight and a half out of ten painted fee butts. <laughs> um, Janice, do we have any feedback? Yes, we do. We have some from Harold. Normally we get an Allison-centric episode around episode six to eight, but I'm guessing that things will be getting crazy in the rush to to the finale, so this will probably be the last time that we spend this much time with the family Hendricks. But what an episode. It is almost as if the writers had heard Matt's comments last podcast and took them to heart. Yes, it started to look like we were going to go down the same road we have before, but instead this episode used the past along with the pressures of the future, to bring meaningful change to Allison. She became the best version of Allison. Nothing could make me happier than to see her face off with Rachel and win, because while Allison and Rachel are a lot alike, they are not the same. Allison has been searching for meaning her whole life through church, family, love. Rachel has focused on controlling diet. Both desperately wanted children of their own, but it was Allison who adopted Rachel tried to steal Sarah's ovaries. Here are my random thoughts. That doctor last week 
was really a neo-neo. Is it the best way or the worst way to meet your nerdy, nose-ring-wearing clone while high on mushrooms? I say first meet over coffee and pick a nice, relaxing time when you can both do the mushrooms. (laughs) Chad is back, and not uncoincidentally, Allison is bouncing again. I was wondering for a moment if she was going to bounce with Ramon, but I wasn't thinking about a bounce tent. (coughs) It is always good to have a leaky head available in times of crisis. Prediction. By the end of the season, the Hendrixes will be moving to a new neighborhood, maybe a new country. I love seeing Sarah and Felix bicker again. What is up with Kira? Thank you, Harold. Thank you, Harold. And I do like the fact that you started your feedback with... uh, Scroll down so Elizabeth can't read it. (laughs) Um, I appreciate that. Harold, next time let us know, have you done mushrooms? (laughs) Yes. Inquiring minds want to know. (laughs) All right. So next week is episode four, Let the Children and Child Bearers Toll. Swear to God, if Helena doesn't have a baby. Yeah. Um, the babies. So hopefully we have babies next episode. I hope babies. so. So we will be back next week for season five, episode four of the final trip. Yay. Uh, thank you so much, Will. Well, thank you for having me back. It's a pleasure. Anything you'd like to plug, my darling? Uh, well, yes, I do SpartaCast with Matt here occasionally. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I also do the Sensate podcast, which we're finishing up that series because Netflix had to go and cancel the show. Oh, my God, I cried so hard. I know. I know. That was Yeah, we still got about five episodes left of that. I did binge it. I had to. I was watching the, um... Pride Parade from yesterday on, on uh, TV, and I saw the Netflix people m- marching, and I was like, "Ah, oh, you fuckers!" How dare you? Right? <laughs> no, I'm sure that not a single person there had anything to anything do with to the do decision. with it. Yeah. Like, ah, salt in the wound. Salt in the wound. I saw somebody in one of the prides who had a sign that said, "Bring back Sensate." <laughs> I saw a lot of those signs. Yeah. Yeah. All oh. right. So. Um, All right, everyone, so that's it, and we will see you all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.